You're listening to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, How to Survive Your First Year. My name is Rick, and beside me is my lovely wife, Melissa. Our mission with this podcast is to find and pass along knowledge to new drivers in the trucking industry that will make them the safest drivers on the road. I'll start by telling you a little bit about myself and Melissa. When I started driving 10 years ago, I went through a uh, commercial driving school, then went out to one of the large carriers and went through a training program, and then they put me in a truck. And I found out pretty quickly that uh, I needed to learn a lot more stuff than what I'd learned at the at the driving school. So I started asking around to drivers in the truck stops and uh, at the terminals and things like that. You know, just about little things like, uh, you know, when I'm over, when I want to change my weight, how do I how do I do it? You know, and uh, I find it very difficult to get any answers from the from the different drivers out there. A lot of them didn't want to talk. Period. Uh, people didn't seem to be very friendly, and, and particularly when you started asking questions about how to do the job, I realize now that a lot of that probably had to do with the fact they were unable to answer the questions. Uh, so I went through my first few months uh, with expectations about the amount of money I was going to make and, and uh, so on, and, and things just weren't working out. And I was getting, you know, pretty sick of being out on the road all the time. And I, I really, I wasn't making any more money than I was making working as a night auditor in a hotel. So I was heading home to uh, Seattle where I lived. And I had decided that I was going to give up on, on the trucking business. And, and uh, I was going through Oregon to Washington and got pulled in to a way station. Uh, got called inside. Uh, went inside and, and joined a group of about, I don't know, 10 or 12 drivers. I've never seen this happen uh, since since this time. DOT officer came up and he pointed to a uh, sheet of paper on the uh, on the wall they had taped up and he says, every one of you guys are supposed to have this. If you don't have it, you need to go get in this line over here and, and get it. And so I got, got in the line. I'm looking through my book to find it and the guy goes, you don't have it in your permit book. We're going to have to go get in the line. So how do you know? He says, we work for the same company. And I'm like, well, great. I guess I would expect that from this company. That's why I'm thinking about leaving the company. You know, And I asked him how long he'd been working for the company. He said uh, two years. And I was like, good Lord, what in the world is there about this company that would make you want to continue to work for him for two years? And he proceeded to tell me. One of the first people that actually answered you know, one of my questions, and he, you know, asked me things like, did you get your your uh, three-month raise? That's about how long I'd been in it. I said, well, no, I suppose that's about coming up. And we went asking asking questions, and he said, you know, uh, you can also, you can become a trainer, and uh, you, can, you can make more money that way. And uh, I had heard guys in the truck stop, or in the truck stop in the uh, terminal telling me about being a trainer, and it didn't sound like something that uh, you would make any money at. And he explained to me exactly how it worked, and, and I've, it, it sounded good, you know. So uh, 
kind of said, well, maybe I'll give this thing one more try. And that chance encounter right there kept me from leaving the company and allowed me to, you know, continue to pursue uh, the, the trucking business. And uh, at that point in time, it could have been the end for me. And that's basically when I said to myself, uh, you know, if, if I ever get to a point where I know what I'm doing in this business, I'm going to try and figure out some way to pass that knowledge along to new guys that I see coming into the company that I'm with. And, and you know, just I see out here, you know, doing things that, that, that make guys obviously uh, new at what they're doing. And so I stuck with the company. I've, I've done, uh, I was a company driver for a short period of time, then I bought my own truck. And uh, I became a trainer, and I trained for, uh, I would say about a year, and then I met Melissa. She was one of my trainees and uh, one of my best trainees, so I went ahead and kept her. And uh, rest, as they say, is, is history. We've we've gone on and uh, we've we've been successful as owner operators, and uh, we've got involved in a in a group that uh, is is ran by a guy by the name of Kevin Rutherford and his wife Lisa Rutherford. And I'd like to thank them right up front for giving us the opportunity to uh, do something like this. Uh, one of the things that uh, that, that we're going to be doing here is we're, we're going to be doing podcasts. Kevin has uh, other groups that are doing shows similar to this, and they do the shows live. Uh, we're going to we're going to Kevin. Actually, challenged his uh, the, the people in his tribe to create uh, what, what are called mastermind groups, and and the object of these groups was to figure out ways to get more information out to more people, and this was something that that uh, we came up with, our you know Melissa and myself and uh, a group of five other people, and. Uh, <clears throat> This podcast is a result. We are doing this to to get you started right and send you on a a successful career. Pardon me. It's so easy to get lost out here, and uh, we're hoping to to give you a roadmap to work on, to work from. The first thing uh, we'd like to do here tonight is... uh, We'd like to introduce. We've got some of our uh, uh, group on the on the line, and we're going to bring them on one at a time and, and uh, have them tell you just a little bit about themselves and just say hi and start to get used to their voices on here too, because uh, uh, they'll be the driving force of this group here. We're going to start out with <clears throat> with Russ. Russ, are you with us? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, anyway, I'm uh, Russ Morgan. Uh, um, had a commercial driver's license since I was 19 years old. I didn't actually start using it until about 2001. I was a firefighter paramedic before that. Um, anyway, um, got in with a big company. Um, I've done a little bit of anything and everything for them from um, being um, a regular company driver, um, 
to a um a training engineer to uh, a full blown uh, school instructor um team driver uh, owner operator team uh and now uh the wife and I have a small fleet and uh did a little stint in the oil field so uh hopefully I can take uh the uh, multitude of mistakes I've made over the years and uh, uh maybe get somebody corrected to where uh, uh they're not making quite so many and uh, uh out here having a good time and uh, and making a living making a good living at that right Oh, exactly. Making a good living at that. Uh, at least we're trying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're all trying to do. Thank you very much, Rest. Yeah. Uh, how about Becky now? Hey there. Hi, Becky. Well, tell us a little I, bit about uh, yourself. Well, I started a year after Rust did at the same company. In fact, that's where we met. So. We both had started with one of the mega carriers and were still leased to the same carrier 14 years later. So we have stayed and endured and seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's uh, uh, that, that's one of the important things out here, isn't it, is to, is to be consistent with these carriers, whatever carrier you happen to choose. You know, you want to you wanna stick with them and... and uh, Establish yourself, correct? That that is correct, and and you're always uh, there's always a job in the trucking industry, but so many of the um, and people have moved on from the bigger carriers. And one thing I have heard uh, different employers say and are impressed with, I, I think even when we bought uh, a couple of our last trucks, was the people were astounded that we had been with the same carrier for a long time and that holds a lot of sway and it's it's rough when you're starting out you don't know anybody you don't know anything i still remember you know the the mixed feelings i had when i was in my first truck by myself but if you'll just kind of plod along and learn and endure you'll find that uh it gets easier and easier as time goes by yeah uh Becky, I just realized uh, you and Russ and me and Rick, were we've got pretty similar stories. We both met at a mega carrier that we started with and uh, have moved on to successful careers from those those carriers. I didn't. I just now realized that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, we met as instructors at, uh, at Schneider. So, yep. And then met yeah. you all at right, the CMC. All. Yeah. Yeah, you guys will hear a lot about the CMC as we go through the podcast and in the future. Um, it's it's a great it's a great event. It's part of Kevin's uh, Kevin Rutherford's event. He, it's a, his big event that where you know the training really is laid out for you and and is done actually. All right, thank you very much, Becky. Uh, let's go on to to Edward now. Okay. Go ahead, Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Oh yeah, hey, hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good, Dad. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Yeah, well, my name is uh, Edward Prince, and uh, I've been out here a little over 15 years, going on 16 now. And and uh, I started out with the bigger fleet too, and 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 uh, I made a career out of it. Where I was, uh, I became a trainer just right after six months of driving. I became a trainer, and I thought I knew it all. Yeah. 
and and uh, uh-huh. yep. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I and I thought I knew it all, and I thought I I I wanted to learn more because I felt like, just like you, I I got to places where guys were acting that way, where they like, you know, they knew everything. And mm-hmm. so I just decided that I was going to do my best to become a trainer, and I worked my way up to into getting in the office, and that's where I really learned a lot. And and it's amazing to me that uh, uh, so much didn't know about the industry until I got into the dispatching and doing uh, fleet management, and then uh, I worked my way into the training program supervision where I got to match up the students with the trainers. I trained the trainers and, and I found out that it was, it was more messed up than I ever thought it could be. And, uh, mm-hmm. you try to do your best, but then you find out that it's, a uh, it's a little harder for one person to, you need a, you need a good, a group effort. And I think that's what we're trying to do here. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very oh. much, Ed. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, Ed. I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you have some, some, something else to say? Well, I was just going to say, uh, and, and it, after after that, when I found out that I, I couldn't do it as, as one person in the office, I got back on the road, bought a truck, became an owner-operator, and uh, and I've been doing that ever since. That's going on almost 12 years now, and uh, that's I, that's where I met you guys and, and, and just started, I think I started actually applying the knowledge more than I had ever before here in the last uh, three or four years. And that's been a really uh, opening my eyes and, and it's want, wanting me to help even more. Yeah, but that's one of the main things uh, when you say you, you applied the knowledge, you know, it, you can, you can listen to this uh, stuff all you want to, but if you don't apply the knowledge, it's not going to do you any good. So you got to start out by learning and then you got to go on and apply the knowledge. Okay. It's my turn. My name is Melissa. I am Rick's wife. Uh, like he said, we met um, on the job. He was actually my trainer, and my second trainer, actually. And I'm not just saying that, but I didn't like my first trainer, so that's why I got another one. <laughs> You're allowed to do that a lot of companies, so that's something to remember. Uh, just a little tip. Um, and uh, I was actually really lucky uh, in this industry. I came straight out of school, uh, went into a big carrier for training, got on Rick's truck and he trained me and then we just hit it off and started a relationship, you know, ended up getting married and all that stuff. So I basically went right into the industry as an owner operator because Rick already was one. So I didn't have to deal with all the crazy first year stuff that a lot of people have to deal with. So I'm I'm actually really lucky. Uh, hearing all the stuff that Rick had to deal with in his first year, I'm just I'm glad to be a part of this podcast because if we can help people get through that first year you know, a little easier, a little more informed. I mean, that's just wonderful. And so um, you've met the me, Rick, and three other members of our mastermind group. Uh, there are two other members that are currently not available tonight, Jason and Matthew. But don't worry, you're going to get to meet them in the next episode. They're just not here tonight. Or, or one of these episodes. Uh, just to give you an idea of what we're doing, uh, like I said earlier, the uh, Kevin Rutherford's show is a is a call-in talk show. Uh, he goes out over Sirius Radio, and then he has other uh, 
broadcasts that are done by different people like Kenny Long and uh, Rico Mohammed, Mohammed and uh, goes more in depth into into being uh, an, an owner operator or uh, even being a you know a, a good company driver and understanding you know where the loads come from things like that. We're going to do ours a little differently, at least to start out. We feel like there is, we feel like as a group that there are things that need to be uh, explained and talked out thoroughly without going into a question and answer at this point here. Uh, so we're going to take like first podcast and record them so that people can go to the site and uh, listen to these pop- podcasts in order, you know, and have the information basically you know, instantly available to them. They want to sit down over a weekend and listen to 10 hours of us talking. You know, they're going to have the opportunity to learn a lot of stuff. We've got guests that we've lined up, uh, such as a DOT officer that's, that we've uh, also met at Kevin Rutherford CMC. And uh, <clears throat> and we may even uh, bring some of the, the uh, we're going to have a, uh, we have a Facebook page that we'll talk about towards the end of this podcast where people can go and Submit questions, you know, actual questions for having some sort of a problem, or they just want to learn something, they can submit that question, and maybe we'll bring them on to actually uh, uh, ask that question. Uh, the ultimate goal is is a ten podcast. The ultimate. Oh, the, go ahead. The ultimate. The ultimate goal is, uh, I, I think, I feel, should be to become an owner operator. If you got into this business by by going to school and you were looking for a job, you can work as a company driver out here and you will have a job and you can have a, a, a good job, not a great job. If you want to really make money, you have to become an owner-operator. Owner and when I talk about really make money, I'm talking about top 5% in the country in income. And there are not many uh, ways that you can get into the top 5% of earning without going to school to be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. I mean, there is a lot of money to be made out here. And to be quite honest, you don't have to listen to our podcast in order to make good money. Now, to make great money, you probably are going to have to listen to our podcast, and you're going to have to go on from there and start listening to more of the stuff that's going on. You know, this is Trucking 101. Beginning. The beginning, you know, if you, you start learning the stuff that you need to do and, and do right, and and you get you get better, and then you you get more, you get to learn more, and there's more out there to learn, and there's uh, uh, an entire system that is in the process of being set up. It's just like a college course, only I think it's going to be easier than, than actually going and sitting down uh, at a in a in a college setting and and, and learning this and, stuff. Of course, our recommendation, we think, to make the most money is to become an owner-operator. But if that's not your thing, if you don't have the entrepreneurial spirit and you don't want to be a business owner, you can still make really good money in this industry as a company driver. Once you get through your first few years, that's when you start making the bucks as a company driver when you get with a good carrier. As long as you do things right. If you, yeah. do, if you do things right, we know people that have been uh, company drivers for 15 years and they wouldn't even consider doing anything else. And they're successful. They own homes. They own cars. Uh, they don't own trucks. They don't have the responsibility of taking care of a truck. 
you know, it, it just it's just right. your your choice. So you can have a career as a company driver or an owner operator. It, there's a lot of choices. So just to kind of get this this whole thing off and running, uh, what we're going to start out with tonight on the on the uh, on this podcast is we're going to talk about safety. We feel that safety is has to be the starting point for for being for being a good truck driver. If you're not a safe truck driver, chances are you're not even going to make it in the industry. Something's going to happen. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be. You know, it can just be. You know bumping trucks and, and banging trailers and stuff like that. You know, you have to report that stuff and your company will only tolerate so much of it. Eventually, you know, they're just going to give up on you and fire you. You know, so you, you have to learn how to be a safe driver. And if you're not, you know, you can have anything from a, from a bump to a catastrophic accident out here. These are big trucks and they need you to know what you're doing in them in order for you to get down the road every single day. To go pick your load up and take it where it's supposed to be in a timely manner, you know, without uh, tearing anything up and without uh, without having any kind of a wreck or getting a ticket or something like that. Uh, so we'll we'll start off. Uh, one of the things, one of the most important things you want to do is most of you are going to start out with one of the large carriers because they actually are the ones who do the training in this industry. The thing that you're going to want to do is you're going to want to follow their guidelines for safety. Uh, you go into the company and, and they start talking to you about safety procedures. And you want to learn those safety procedures. You, do, you, you want to pay attention anytime they're talking about them. Anytime they put you into a, a, a situation where they're asking you to, to uh, understand and memorize and utilize their safety, their safety points. They're going to they're going to offer you. They're going to actually insist that you use what's called CBTs, computer based training. They're going to give you manuals to look at. You're going to have uh, CSA manuals, uh, and you're going to have uh, you're going to need to follow all the rules that, that are in these uh, CBTs and the main the manuals and the CSAs. And then your company is going to have specific uh, things that 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 they want you to do. That may not necessarily be a, a DOT law, but it is a company law. And if you don't follow your company law, they they will fire you just as quickly as as, as the DOT will give you a ticket. And one one example of that is uh, the company that we started out with, Warner. They have a strict policy against U-turns. That is not against the law. It's there's no law written that you can't make a U-turn in a truck unless it's, you know, specifically posted on the road. But Warner does not allow U-turns. And if anybody sees a Warner truck making a U-turn, even if you're bobtailing, they will report you and you will get immediately fired with no repercussions. So that's just one of the things that's a company policy that is not on on the books. Yeah, and we have we're with uh, Landstar right now, and Landstar will not let their trucks park on the side of the road. They call it a sitting duck policy. Yeah, and if you they will actually pay a $100 bounty to find drivers. And it's, it's just something that they say, hey, this is our rule. And if you don't follow the rule, they'll fire you. And that's all there is to it. Okay. Uh, next point that we want to go over is the importance of taking care of your equipment. This is huge when it comes to safety, um, especially with trailers. Trucks, uh, the company trucks aren't really that big of a deal because they get 
maintenance on a pretty regular basis. And they're well, fairly new. And they're fairly new. They usually replace them about once every two years. That's pretty standard for the big carriers. Uh, but the trailers, they hang around for over 10 years. They're always out on the road. They almost never see a shop. So they tend to have a lot of issues. And a lot of the times, they will get neglected by the drivers. Uh, you're going to come into this situation a lot. You're going to go to a yard to pick up a trailer, and it's going to have like a flat tire or a broken light or, you know, something just because somebody dropped it, didn't care enough to red tag it. That's something I'll talk about in just a minute. Um, they didn't care enough to red tag it so it could be repaired and not, you know, sit there, act like it was waiting for a load and ready, even though it wasn't. So what's really important is that when you have a trailer and it has a problem, you need to get it fixed before you drop it. And if you can't get it fixed before you drop it, there's this system that most companies have called red tagging. You drop it wherever you drop it, you put a red tag on it, and you call your company's maintenance department, and they will take care of it. They have contracts all over the country with people that go out and repair trailers all over the place. You just have to let them know that it needs um, attention, and it'll get taken care of. A lot of drivers have excuses for why they don't take care of the trailers, like they don't want to miss a load, or they don't have enough hours, or I didn't damage it, why should I fix it? But that's exactly what I said they are. They're excuses. I mean, if you want to be a professional and you want to act like a professional and be in a professional industry, this is one of the things that you need to do to uh, – I lost my train of thought. <laughs> this is one of the be, things you need to do. To be safe. The, You're right. The, uh, the, the person that's, res that's responsible for that trailer when you pick it up is the driver who picks it up, nobody else. So you can make all the excuses you want to, but when a, when a DOT officer pulls you over because you have a taillight out or because he sees that you have a flat tire and you tell him, I just picked this trailer up, I didn't do that, he doesn't care. He expected you to take care of that problem before you took it out on the road where you could menace the general public with your problems. So it's, it, it's your responsibility as a driver to make sure that, that, that not only do you, if you have a problem in transit, uh, let somebody know that there's a problem, but don't, don't take it out on the road with a problem. You need to get that stuff fixed, and we're going to do an entire episode on what you need to be looking at and how you need to be fixing yeah, another thing that you're going to want to be aware of is if you do drop a bad trailer, um, a lot of companies have a bad trailer list. I know Warner has a bad trailer list, so if you drop a trailer and it got picked up by somebody else and there's a problem, they're going to put you on their bad trailer list. So that's just something that goes against your reputation, and you don't want that. Um, We've had a ton of personal experiences with picking up bad, bad trailers and having to get them fixed. Because that's what I mean, it, the mega carriers. That's what you do. Is you you drop and hook trailers. Yeah, even Landstar. All the time. Even yeah. Landstar. Yeah. They have company trailers too, and they have they have some doozies. Uh, but you will you will pick up some whoppers. I mean, one time we picked up a trailer that every single light on the back end of the trailer was not only burnt out but it was so rusted that you couldn't get the light out to replace it because the, the 
back of the trailer just like was falling apart as you were trying to take the light out. So then you couldn't get the light back in because there was nothing to hold it. And I think we spent like five hours trying to fix that trailer. It was just crazy. You'll sometimes have multiple flat tires, but this isn't like an everyday occurrence. This is just stuff that we remember. A lot of times we we picked up trailers, no incident whatsoever. But um, if everybody works on taking care of their equipment, then stuff like that will happen less. And a little tip, the trailer that I just described that was so rusty that we couldn't get the lights in the back end, after you drop that trailer, you're going to want to red tag it and tell your company that it is not roadworthy at all. If you even take it out on the road. But you can add, you know, you can get somebody to come in and fix them when you, when you have to. One of the things that has been ringing around in my mind when it talks about safety and take care of your equipment is the fact that you can't change the whole world, but you can change your world. That's right. And that's the way you change your world is, is you take care of business with your by, by taking care of your trailer. When you go out on the road, if your trailer is ready to go, your truck is, is ready to go, that means you're ready to go, and you're ready to do it in a safe way. And sometimes if you pray for good karma with your trailers, it'll come your way and you'll pick up good ones. You never know. It could work. Rick likes to talk about trucking gods. Hey, who am I to say? You don't know. Yeah. Every yeah. little bit helps. Yeah. You drop a bad trailer, somebody's going to drop one on you at some point. So You drop a good trailer, you're going to pick up good That's trailers. That's right. That's trailer karma. I just came up with that. <laughs> okay, now the, uh, the, the next point here uh, kind of goes back to the trailer thing it, it's called a pre-trip now this is something you should have learned in school but we're going to we're going to touch on that right now in this episode because it is such an important part of what you do when you're dropping and hooking trailers you've got to do pre-trips on those trailers and you got to do post trips you got to make sure that 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 trailer is in in good condition because if it's fixed a little bit at a time as it breaks down then it makes the, it, it easy for everybody within your company it's a big company you like to think that everybody is doing that. The ones that aren't, hey, they're going to be gone at some point, and they won't be doing that stuff to you and the other drivers anymore. So just don't be a part of those drivers because you're making a decision at that point when you're saying, <clears throat> I'm not going to do a pre-trip or I'm going to do a half-assed pre-trip. You're making a decision that you don't really want to be, you know, uh, excellent at your job. Uh, as part of the pre-trip, you know, you're going to have, uh, most of the time, you're going to have simple things, like you're going to have a Your company will give you, uh, it's like a Red Cross kit for your for your trailer, and it work, and you have stuff in there for your for your tractor also. And it's light bulbs, fuses. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice seems to be trying to go away on me. So light bulbs, fuses, things like that, that makes it possible for you to, you know, with a screwdriver and a pair of pliers, you can pretty much uh, get that tr that uh, trailer out on the road. Um, some guys even carry things like uh, air hoses and stuff like that that they can hook to the to the tractor and, and air a tire up on a trailer. Uh, use if there's a tire, that's going to be a problem that's, that's going to be taken care of by the company with a mechanic coming out to fix it. But uh, you know, you you learn how to do the pre-trip. If you if you don't know how to do it, uh, it it's a real simple deal. We'll talk about that in depth in one of our podcasts. Uh, basically, you want to look at everything on your truck and make sure that it's it's roadworthy. You know, brakes, tires, DOT tape, lights, things like that. I just got a message from Ed. He says that a pre-trip is the, well, make sure I get this right, a trip you take before the main trip, and I think that's a good way to think about <laughs> that it. That is. I like that, Ed. 
and it, make, it keeps you safe on, on the real trip. Now, the, uh, those are uh, some examples of, of what, uh, what you need to do. Let me take a drink here real quick. Sorry about that. See if that, oh, that fixed my voice right away. Now, now one of the things that uh, is going to happen if you don't do a, a, a pre-trip, if you don't take that pre-trip, like Ed says, is you're going to get stopped by the DOT. It, it might be, you know, because you're going down the road with a taillight out, so he's going to stop you to tell you you got a taillight out. While he's at it, he's just going to check the rest of the truck, too. So anything else that's wrong that you didn't catch in your pre-trip, he's going to find that also. Now, they may not put you out of service for a taillight, but if they find out your brakes don't work, they're going to put you out of service. And they won't let you go back in service until you get your brakes fixed. So you're, you're, you're out of work until you can get that trailer fixed. Now, we know it wasn't your fault, but we don't care and he didn't care. He's going to give you the ticket anyway, and you're going to be out of service anyway. So you might as well do that on your pre-trick. Another thing is, you know, if, if you don't watch carefully, you could end up with a with a breakdown in your trip. You end up with a blown tire. Or you could end up, you know, to, in a situation where you can't stop because your aren't working right. And then, you know, the, the, the most, the worst part about it is that you can get a ticket that's going to cost you money. So, you know, th th that's all, that's the reasons why you need to do this. And if you're not getting tickets and you're not having breakdowns and you're not being put out of service, that means you're acting like a professional driver. And that's the that's the goal here is to be a professional. The word professional, if you're called a professional driver, that does not mean that you are a great driver. That doesn't mean you're great at turning the steering wheel and shifting the gears. That simply means that you get paid for what you do. That means the day you go out, and get paid for the first mile that you drive, you are a professional driver. I think we can all agree that that doesn't mean professional in the same way that we think of professionals. Like yeah, a lot of people get the definition of the word professional wrong. They think if you're a professional, that means you're an expert at it. But if you look up the definition of the word professional in the dictionary, it means you get paid for what you do, like you're a professional truck driver, a professional actor, professional golfer. All it means is you're getting paid for what you do. So and that doesn't mean you're good. So what we like to say is when it comes to doing a pre-trip, it's the number one thing when it comes to safety, and we like to say that safety equals profit. Because if you're not down, if you're not getting tickets, if you're not having breakdowns, you're out there making money. And your dispatcher figures out who the drivers are who are, who are doing the good pre-trips and are not breaking down and so that you start getting better loads, and again, you start making, that's how you start making money. Okay, next thing we want to talk about is uh, being dependable. Uh, you want to be on time, don't want to goof off, like you see a lot of guys in truck stops that are just in there playing the video games, and some of them even have, you know, gambling machines, depending on what state you're in. Um, you, so you don't, you don't want to be that guy. You want to be on task, you want to be on time, and you want to have your stuff together. That's not to say that it, it's it's not okay to play a video game to, to you know, unwind and, and get some stress down. You just don't want to do it in a way that that, that makes you unreliable as a, as a driver. Guys can get into places, and, and you know, that's a, a focal point for talking to other drivers and stuff. 
and you go into a truck stop and, and you start playing the game like that and, and lose track of what you're doing, and next thing you know, you've lost some of your driving time, and, you know, relating this to safety, you end up having to drive faster than, than what you want to, for example. Uh, maybe you end up trying to take a shortcut, which is pretty hard to do in a big truck. Uh, but it could get you in trouble. You, yeah. We've seen a lot of stories about guys taking shortcuts yeah. that, uh, yeah, did not work out well. So yeah. never, little tip, never, ever take a shortcut, even if you're late. Yeah. Um, our personal experience with being dependable, both of us were with our first carrier for a very long time. Uh, Rick was with them for uh, eight years, and I was with them for six. So starting out right from the get-go, you want to build a good reputation with your first carrier because you might stay with them for a long time. You don't know what's going to happen. And if you do things right the way you're supposed to do them, you could you could end up staying with them because they'll give you their good runs. Personal experience from Rick and I, we are one of the people, we are two of the people that we're talking about here. We take care of our stuff, we're on time, you know, unless there's, you know, some crazy stuff like inclement weather or a breakdown or something like that. But, you know, we are, we do everything we can to to be on time and take care of the customer loads. So we take care of trailers. One of the things that we did when we were on a dedicated run was we went through the yard that we picked up at every week and went through all the trailers that were sitting at that yard to see if any of them need to be reg-tagged. Because if we found them before we loaded them and reg-tagged them, that means we wouldn't have to deal with them out on the road. Now that, when we picked the load up. Yeah, that helped us out, and that also helped other drivers out. But mainly we did it for really a selfish reason, but, you know, it also helped other drivers out. So that's the type of stuff that, that, that we do that got us in a good reputation with our company. And that dedicated run that I'm talking about, we ended up on a run going from coast, practically coast to coast, 5,500 miles a week, which is really good for a team. Uh, and we got to go by our house every week. And that's because we built a good reputation with our dispatcher. So he sent us over to his gravy run so we can make a ton of money and go home every week. It, it, it almost doesn't get any better than that. So the uh, next point would be uh, you're doing your pre-trips, you're being dependable, and you go out here and you come into contact with a customer. And or another driver. Or, or another driver. Or maybe your dispatcher or somebody else in your company that doesn't drive a truck. And they turn into these nasty people that are no fun. And what we can say is, don't take these, don't take things personally. These people have to deal with guys who are doing stupid things every single day, you know. And unfortunately, the way we are as human beings, we clump everybody in together. So you know, there's a lot of truck drivers out there that don't know what they're doing which is the whole idea behind our little group here and uh, the podcast that we're doing. Uh, we know, you know, how these how these guys act, and, and uh, you just can't take it personally. You know, every, everybody's mad at truck drivers all the time, and it's because they don't take the time, you know, your, your coworkers don't take the time to learn how to be good professional truck drivers, you know, and... Uh, 
from a safety standpoint, you know, the last thing you want to do is let somebody say something to you that's going to upset you for, for a long period of time. You know, people, you know, hurt your feelings. And you go out here and you try to uh, to do your job, and all you can think about is what that person said at that last stop or what your dispatcher said, you know, over the Qualcomm or, or something like that. And, you know, from a safety standpoint, you just have to get it out of your head. You have to, you know, continue to be a professional, to act like a professional. And it's not just acting. You have to be a professional. You can't just act when you're in a big truck because, you know, a bad actor in a big truck is a, is a problem out on the road. You can't change the whole world, but you can change your world, you know, and, and that's what you're doing. When you when you don't take things personally as you're out here dealing with these different people, all you got to do is keep in mind, you know, that they're dealing with a, with a lot of – they're dealing with the same people that you deal with at the, at the truck stops and in the terminals that you just sit there and you go, how did that guy ever get a CDL, you know? And that guy was in front of your customer doing something stupid before he was being stupid in, in the uh, – in the fuel line in front of you and just you know let it roll off your back and go on and do your job professionally by taking care of your yourself and, and being professional you're gonna start making money and, and you know we're gonna keep on talking about you know how much money you can make in this because you know if, if you don't make it through this first year you're never gonna know what we're talking about you know you've got to make it through this first year before you know what you're talking about and it's not gonna take a full year to do it it takes you know maybe you know, six months before you, you know, you learn how to be consistent, take care of business, and and start getting the consistent runs and stuff, and start making some real, some real money, better money than you can make sitting behind a desk somewhere. Yeah. Real quick, uh, finishing up on the don't take things personally. When it comes to being out on the road, uh, what we like to call four wheelers. Uh, the first time I heard somebody say that, I thought they were talking about the ATVs, but no, that's cars and trucks, just other people that don't drive a truck. So. Four-wheelers see us as big, slow, and in the way. So they will speed around you. They will cut you off. They will honk their horn. But you just can't take it personally because if you try to get into a road rage situation with these people, it just doesn't end well. So just let it go. Do the safe thing. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Okay, uh, so the last point that we wanted to cover was driving fast. Uh, a lot of companies have their trucks actually nowadays um, governed at right around 62, 63. So big companies are on board with the not driving fast in regards to safety and saving money. Because if you drive slower, you'll get better fuel mileage, and that's something we'll talk about down the road. But in regards to you when it comes to driving fast, number one, it's unsafe because you have less reaction time. The faster you drive, the less time you have to react. So just think about that when you want to drive, you know, 70 miles an hour because your governor's broken. Um, it's just it's just not safe. And number two, it's stressful. When you're driving fast down the road, you have to have your eyes everywhere, you know, your hands are clenched on the wheel, and you're just ready for whatever might be. If you slow down, and you give yourself more reaction time, and you can see further ahead of you, the traffic's farther apart, it is much less stressful and safer. And a lot of people think that driving fast is going to get them more miles. That's not really true. We were on that dedicated run that I told you about, 5,500 miles a week. We averaged 61 miles an hour. So 
you know, the driving fast, getting more miles, that's not really true. That's a misnomer. So don't believe people when they tell you that. We always uh, drive fairly slow compared to most of the trucks that are out on the road, and, and it's really funny to watch uh, the trucks passes, and then uh, pretty soon uh, I guess they stop in to get more coffee to keep their eyes wider open, and, and they, again. they passes again. And yeah. then we might end up going to the same destination, and we actually beat them there. Explain that to me. I don't know. <laughs> Also, uh, driving faster is hard on the equipment, it's hard on the truck, it's hard on the trailer, it just makes it wear out faster. And if your goal when going into trucking is to ultimately become an owner-operator, you want to learn to take care of your equipment, your company's equipment, so you'll know what to do when you have your own equipment. Right. If you, if you ever say this, you probably don't really want to be a, a truck driver. This isn't my truck, I'm not going to worry about it. It is your truck. You're the one that's driving it. You know, if you're not taking care of it, if you're not keeping it clean, you know, uh, it doesn't necessarily reflect on the company. It reflects on the guy who gets out of the door at wherever he gets out of the door. You know, if your truck looks like a piece of junk, you look like a piece of junk getting out of it. And like Melissa said, someday you may want to be an owner-operator. At this point here, you probably don't know. So it's a good idea to, to start taking care of your equipment. It makes you a safer driver, and it, it, you actually learn something from your, your machinery. You know, if, if you pay attention to what's going on with it instead of just driving it down the road, and you're looking at everything that you pick up as far as trailers go and things like that, watching how the tires wear and so on, you begin to understand how these, these big trucks work. And they, 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 they're not complicated, but they do require some very specific things in order to function properly. And you can you can learn those things through through this podcast and the other ones that are that are in uh, Kevin Rutherford's group. Okay. One big thing that I wanted to talk about was something that that happened to me. The main reason that I want to talk about it is because I want to show you how important it is to keep always keep safety in the forefront of your mind, whether you've been driving for five weeks or five years. If you if you lapse just for a couple of minutes, something bad could happen. Um, this happened to me about it was about a year ago. Two years ago. No, it was, it was a year ago. But anyways, uh, we were switching drivers, and I jumped in the seat. And I don't, I have no excuse for why I was acting the way I was acting, but I was being kind of goofy. So I wasn't paying attention to my trailer, driving around, getting ready to leave a truck stop no clue where my trailer is, just, you know, on the pedal, ready to go. Bam! Damaged my trailer. Now, this happened to be my trailer, so it didn't get me fired. It just cost me a couple of thousand bucks to get it fixed. But if I had been a company driver at that point, uh, I would have got fired for what I did. No doubt about it. And I've been driving for seven years. But, you know what? I had an off day. So, when you're behind the off wheel... moment. Yeah. An off moment. When you're behind the wheel of that truck, it is important for you to be on your game and focused. If you don't feel like you can be that way, please do not drive because it will not end well. One of the things that, uh, that, that we would like for whoever's listening to this to do is to pass along you know, to other new drivers the, uh, the fact that this podcast is available and also 
when you have uh, questions, we have a Facebook page. That Facebook page is called Trucking 101, and you can go there and you can submit a question. And what we will do is we will monitor that Facebook page, and you know some of you are going to be calling you. You're going to want to ask a question, and you want an answer back on that question. And uh, we're all going to be monitoring that Facebook page, and we'll get back to you as fast as we can. And if we answer, if the question you have is something that we feel like everybody's going to have, uh, we'll see if we can't get you on as one of our guests. And uh, at, at the very least, we'll we'll make it possible for you to to get an answer to this question. We don't have the answer to every single question out here. We can answer a lot of them. But, uh, and if we don't know, we can find out because we have access to a lot of smart people. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people in, involved in this group that go, you know, outside of our our mastermind group here, that's that's uh, creating and, and uh, doing this. Uh, I know it doesn't have to be a question. It could be a comment. It could be a topic. Whatever you want to put up there. Um, you know, if we like it, you know, we might get you on the show. So um, we're about done here. We finished all the points that we wanted to cover. Um, right now, I just wanted to come back to our group that we have with us on the podcast tonight, and I just wanted to get some final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to go back to Russ. I think he had a final thought that he wanted to add. Go ahead, Russ. You there? Oh, no, I lost Russ. Okay, let me go but Let me go to uh, Becky. See if I she has... put Russ back in there. I'm going to go to Becky, and then I'll do it. Becky, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Go go ahead. Do you have a final Um, thought? Just listening to to what you all said is it's these things that that people are going to learn as they go through. Uh, I did like the trailer karma. (laughs) Actually, I think I did that. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that from Ed, but it was that from Ed. But it it is true. Yeah. It, it only takes a few minutes, no matter how busy you are. It only takes a few minutes to go ahead and write the thing up. Don't leave it for the next guy because what will happen is you will be the one in a hurry. You get to a shipper and you pick up a trailer with a blown tire, a problem that somebody could have easily fixed, and trailer karma will bite you in the behind. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Stay on the good side of trailer karma. Okay. All right. That's great. All right. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Okay. Ed, did you have some – oh, sorry. Ed, some final thoughts that you wanted to add? Do you have it? Yeah, I did. I did. Everything was great. I really agree with everything you said, and, and uh, I think it's going to go a long way. And I wanted to add on about the uh, getting accidents as a, as a company driver starting out. You know, when in my experiences as a dispatcher and fleet manager was that the drivers never really said anything to anybody about the accidents until they got called to the carpet and said, hey, you're going to, you know, we're, we're going to have to terminate you because you have too many accidents. And they said, well, they weren't my fault and, and they don't want to do anything. Just know that if you if you have more than more than one accident within 12 months, you, that something's going to happen. That if you get a ticket and then two months later have an accident, something's going to happen. Because when you get an when you get a ticket, you're going to you're going to get sent emails or or you're going to.
to get told that you got to take some classes. And then if you get an accident, you're going to get told to have some classes. Well, that's not, it's not, still not over because the, the, the actual people that make those decisions about whether or not to keep you or, or, uh, or let you go are way up high. And they don't really get the information until it, a report is, is uh, like, you know, the computer has all the information. So they run a report every couple of months and they say, okay, you know, these people we're going to have to let go because their, their ratios are too high. And, and that's, that's bad for the company and all that. And that's, that's kind of what it is. So it's, it's, and it, and it really doesn't really boil down to whether it was your fault or not. It all comes down to preventable. And we all know we have issues with that. And that's, that's another story in itself. But, but we always want to know that, that you, as a truck driver, you have to be on the alert and all the time. And just know that the, the accidents, if you had more than one, within 12 months or, or six months or something's going to happen. You know, you, you look at the ratios. If you if you do the math on the ratios with these big companies like Swift and Warner and Schneider, it's around seven or eight accidents per million miles. Now, if you boil it down to just add it, if you, you know, just on the high side or whatever, that boils down to one driver having one accident once a year. That's for, for every one of their drivers. So, so you think about if you go through accident-free for a year and two years, you're you're 100% above the normal. So, so just just remember that, and and that's that's one thing we always have to keep in mind as drivers. Yeah. Thanks very much, Ed. That's that's a good thing to point out. Okay, I think we got Russ back. Let me uh, hang on just a second. I'll bring Russ back on. You there, Russ? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm obviously too tired to uh, uh, operate my phone, and I don't even remember what I was <laughs> going to say earlier. <laughs> um, uh, you were going to say, uh, yeah. Don't drive, right? Right, right. I was, I was going to say what now? If you're if, too tired, don't drive. Or operate your phone. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, if you're tired, they don't drive and don't operate your phone exactly. Because uh, I went to unmute myself and hung up. So, uh, anyway, yeah, um, uh, um, yeah, definitely, uh, um, uh, awesome podcast tonight. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, helping out. Like I said, I wish I could remember what um, I was thinking of earlier, but uh, you know, being tired, I'm having a brain fart, obviously. So. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, we look forward to working with you. Yes, and this podcast, uh, everybody that you just heard talking and the people that aren't here uh, and us, we all came up with all the topics and everything we're talking about together. So it wasn't just our stuff. Everybody here put this podcast together. And uh, I've got just one more thing to uh, to add here. Uh, I just want to reiterate uh, a statement I made earlier, if you got into this business because you were looking for a job and you're out there driving a truck right now, even if you're having problems, you are one lucky guy if you do things right. Because or One lucky person, I don't want to say guy. You, you've fallen into the money pit, so to speak. Only that money pit is money that's going to be going into your pocket. This is a great way to earn a living, you can learn money here like you never can. You just got to learn how to do things right. I'm gonna 
sign off with a quote from from one of the people that comes to Kevin Rutherford's CMC every single year. Best-selling author, professional yeah. speaker. Yep, and uh, this is this is one of his quotes. His I really name is Larry Wingett. Yeah, I really like this quote. Quote: Love what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. Good night. Good night.